Hello, dear friend. How are you? I'm so excited to be with you in this last part of our Advent series. It's a three-week series on hope, peace, and joy. And so I hope that you got part one on hope and part two on peace. Today is joy. And I'm just so excited because I think that the world is lacking the joy that can only come from our Savior. So let's open up in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time together. Thank you for technology and just being able to speak through your kids. And I just ask that you would anoint my lips and the things that are in my heart that you place there, I hope to effectively get them out and that they would bless other people. But really just point the way to you ultimately. So I thank you for that. And I thank you for this time of fellowship together and that we can dive into your word and your promises and your Holy Spirit would be with us and we would experience, experience your joy, the joy of the Lord being our strength, especially during this season that can find us pretty much flat out exhausted. So we thank you for your joy being our strength and that your joy just overflows. It's in our heart and it overflows to those around us. And we praise you for the overflow, Father God, of complete joy. In your precious son's name, amen and amen. So in part one, we talked about Advent as Christians really using that time to reflect and to remember. And we talked about the God who was and the God who is. And today we're going to talk more about the God who is to come. So just remembering those different phases, really looking back only to remember, only to reflect, not to dwell, not to um, get caught up in maybe failures or mistakes, but rather the lessons that God has brought you to through those storms and through what he has done. So it's a time of reflection on the God who was. And we know that what he has brought us through, he can do again. And in part two, we talked more about the God who is and being present with him and really enjoying him and enjoying his presence. And today in in this season and in this final part of Advent, really it is a time of anticipation, not just anticipation of the new season and the new things of God and the new chapters and all things new, but really of the coming of Christ and that we have this hope, we have this anticipation of us waiting for our Savior, waiting for our Father to return again. And that is the God who is to come. So together, we're just going to focus on that and meditate on that. I have a few postures that I want to suggest, and they are just that. They are a suggestion. I ultimately want you to think of postures of joy. And so if my suggestions don't bring you joy, if you get agitated or frustrated or anything like that, I want you to just think of postures of joy, postures that make you happy, postures that you find joy in so that you can actually experience that. So I don't want to put you in a box with postures or any sort of pranayama technique, although I do want to invite you as I am speaking through this it just to just a flow, um, doing something that you enjoy, doing something that your body is really craving in this season, um, maybe starting in Shavasana 
or resting angel, as I call it, really where you're just restful and you're setting your intention on joy and really inviting the Lord into all those spaces and places, um, maybe that don't feel like their joy. We invite the Holy Spirit into those places so that he can have his way, so that he can bring joy. So maybe flowing, if you know or are familiar with sun salutations, just begin to move with uh, intention set on the real sun, capital S-O-N. Um, maybe some restoration or reclining postures, such as reclining bound angle, knees to chest, um, just flowing through some gentle movement, warming the body up. And again, coming back to those postures that bring you joy, maybe low lunge and you raise your biceps to the heavens um, as your body is warmed up and just worship and praise as you just listen to um, my voice and inviting Holy Spirit to completely take over. So again, Advent really is a time of anticipation. It's a time of anticipating the future and preparing for him with this beautiful expectation and preparation. So just thinking of that, and that can be your mantra, prepare and expect, prepare and expect, or your breath prayer, inhale, prepare, exhale, expect, and really bind that as you have this joyful anticipation of what is to come and also his coming. So this part three, this final part really does point to the future. Um, it's a transformation that really started with the birth of Christ, which is the season that we are celebrating, but it's not quite complete yet. And we do live in a broken world and we are still awaiting this final coming of Christ when he will come back and he will defeat the God of this world and the, the power that sin has over us and the brokenness of the world. And so I want to read Revelations 21, 1 through 5, and I'm sure you've heard it before, but maybe hear it with new ears. It says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the old heaven and the old earth has disappeared. And the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among the people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And this Revelations 21, 1 through 5. You know, I read something like this and I say, Wow, it's going to be so glorious. And the prayer in Matthew, um, our, our Father's prayer, and that we say, or we're commanded to say, hopefully you practice this, that Father God, heaven come down here on earth. I want heaven on earth just as it is up there. And so we have this ability, an amazing privilege, an opportunity and honor, the ability to host the Holy Spirit, the ability to host heaven here on earth, to bring heaven on earth, to bring the presence, to bring all that I just read from Revelations, the healing, the no pain, no more tears, no more sorrow. We have this privilege to bring the presence of God down here on earth while we are here. So we don't necessarily have to wait till the second coming 
to have all of these things. He says that we can have them now, that anything we ask in his name and we believe, we shall have it. Not maybe, not if you have enough faith, but he says if we've asked him, we can have those things. And so I just love that he's he's giving us this great anticipation for his second coming but also in Matthew he says that we can have heaven down here on earth so I just want to encourage all of us to really soak that truth in that we have that amazing ability and I hope that you're finding some breathing prayers or some movements just really focusing on the joy of the Lord and anything and any posture that brings you joy so in this week or part, you can do these in weeks or, or whenever you have time and space in your life, but this part three or week three on joy really is focusing on the light of the world. And that is eternal joy, right? That we would focus on the Savior, the one who came and was was laid in this manger who who deserves so much more as the king of the world and the savior of humanity. But we read in Matthew 18.23, we read this in our other parts, but I want to remind you because this is what we're celebrating for Christmas. It's not about the shopping and the wrapping and the um, all of the festivities, although those are sometimes really beautiful. I think in our Western world, we get so caught up in all of these things that we forget the reason why we have a decorated tree in our living room, which by the way, seems like it makes no sense. Sometimes that we would have a cut down live tree, we put decorations on it, we put things wrapped underneath it, and then we have to undo all of that and clean up all the mess. Sometimes I just think it doesn't make sense, but it does make sense. So if you're like me and you overthink that, um, you know, thank God for grace, right? But we get wrapped up in the tree and the ornaments and the presents and the wrapping paper and the shopping and the going in debt. And so I want to read you just to bring you back to basics, Matthew 18 through 23. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah came about that his mother, Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins." All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So it's it's not about a date. It's not about a tree. It's not about December 25th. It's not about the presence. It is about a miraculous conception to an ordinary girl and an ordinary man And this angel came right before Joseph was to check out and says, no, this is the Holy Spirit. This is the Savior of the world. And who knows that God is an 11th and 12th hour God. You know, Joseph was on his way out, but the angel appeared and said, no, the Holy Spirit has used Mary to birth a Savior for all humanity. 
And so that is the reason that we celebrate Christmas. And we remember the star above Bethlehem, that people were drawn to him. The three kings were following that bright light. And so today, as we talk about joy and being the light of the world, you can remember the star that guided others to this baby's whose name was Jesus, Emmanuel. And so we are these light carriers because Christ dwells within us. We have the responsibility to show others our light, to not be hidden, to be a well-lit city that cannot be hidden. So we're to be the light of the world. And this is, this is his joy within us. And joy really is, it's defined as a feeling of great pleasure and happiness to rejoice, to be glad or take delight. So none of these words lend us to sadness or depression or hopelessness. No, it's quite the opposite. So God wants us to have joy and a joy that's unspeakable. Isaiah 9-2 says this, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You That's what it says in Isaiah, by the way. All these yous, go look it up. You, I'm talking to you. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. How? Isaiah 9, 6 says this, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace. What brings you joy in Christmas? For me, knowing Emmanuel, God is with us. God is with us. That is pure joy, knowing that truth. Isaiah 35.10 says, those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear and they will be filled with joy and gladness. And Luke 1 says this, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, exclamation point. John 15 says this, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for the overflow. Thank you for so much joy that it overflows. Hallelujah. Overflows just like a waterfall. And I want you to, if, if you can close your eyes right now, that you would close your eyes and that you would imagine being underneath 
this enormous, loud, gushing waterfall. And then it's refreshing you and it's overflowing. It's pouring all of God's goodness on you. His mercy, his love, his forgiveness, his joy, his grace washes over you. So much so that it overflows from you. And it is reaching all of those around you. Thank you, Father. I'm going to read to you the unconquerable gift of joy. So perhaps this is when you take some reclining postures or just switching it up, whatever you need to do. I want to read this to you. The unconquerable gift of joy is by a gentleman by the name of Matt Tulos. Happiness is an emotion that can disappear as quickly as it rises to the surface. Joy, however, is a choice. We have a choice. God gives us a joy that is unconquerable. We can choose to live in an attitude of resentment, anger, and fear, or we can choose to pursue the joy of Christ. So what is the picture of joy in the Bible? Joy is trusting when you want to doubt. Trust in the Lord forever because in Yahweh, the Lord is an everlasting rock. That's in Isaiah 26.4. As Christ followers, we aren't pressured to do it all for everyone. We trust in Jesus to do the heavy lifting. The key is to trust. We just need to have Mary's response to the coming of Jesus. I am the Lord's slave, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word, Luke 138. Joy is receiving what you want to reject. Can you imagine how the innkeeper would have felt if he said to Mary and Joseph, of course you can't stay in that stable. That's for paying customers. Who do you take me for? We find joy in making room for people in need. Reflect on the mysterious words found in Hebrews. Don't neglect to show hospitality, for by doing this, some have welcomed angels as guests without knowing it. Mm. Hebrews 13, 2. Joy is celebrating when you want to fear. What's the first thing angels say to mortals? It's standard protocol in just about every divine encounter that angels say, fear not. I can hear Jesus instruct his most trusted angels. Okay, let's go over this again. Most of the people that I'll tell you to speak to will be scared out of their wits. So let's practice the greeting one more time. Then the angels would all say in unison, fear not. Understand why we can be joyful. This message is clear. God is not looking for ways to scare us into faith. He drew near to us to relieve the worries we have about crossing over the divide between heaven and earth. He wants you to know that he's going to take care of you no matter what happens. One of the names that he was called long before he ever stepped on the world stage was Emmanuel, meaning God with us. No matter what you go through, we can whisper the simple truth. Jesus is with me. Think about it. He is with you in your greatest victories and your most humiliating defeats. Jesus is with you at all times, in all things. And today I want to share how to choose joy. 
Invite each family member to share one thing that they're trusting God to handle. So sharing through sharing. Encourage. Write a note to someone who's experiencing fear and worry. Let them know that you're praying that God will give them the courage they need. And then evaluate. Make an inventory of the things that bring you joy. And express. Make the time and space to express your joy in Christ. So you're going to share. You're going to invite your family members to share something that they're trusting in God to handle. You're going to encourage someone, maybe someone who's experiencing fear or worry, letting them know that you're praying for them, that God will give them the courage that they need. And then evaluating, making an inventory of the things that bring you joy. And then express, making the time and space to express that joy. Hallelujah. And joy really is a choice and we choose that and God gives us so much instruction throughout scripture that we have this choice to choose life to choose death to choose joy to choose it's a choice he gives us that free will which is exactly why we live in a broken world because human beings have the choice of free will so today I'm asking us to choose joy I'm asking us to choose parts one and two, to choose hope and to choose peace and to choose to trust in this God who came to save the world, to remember the baby in a manger. And though he was in a manger and though he was a carpenter and though we don't see him working, he had no lack of resources. He created his father was the owner of the universe and the creator and maker of all things. So he was beyond our imaginations and what we would call here on earth wealthy or rich. He was beyond all of that. Yet he was born through an ordinary woman and was placed in a manger in a stable outside, not inside, outside. And so I think of this humble example of how we are to be to one another called servants. And I pray that this message today, that you would choose the things of God, choose his humility, choose his love, choose his grace, his hope, his peace, his joy, that you would have this joy that's unspeakable a joy that is so overflowing that it comes out through you and touches all that you come across. And I thank you so much for listening to my voice through this series. It's just a beautiful thing to get alone with him. And sometimes we just need help doing that. So I thank you for inviting me into your place and space of worship or allowing some something or somebody else to just allow you to get into that space with him maybe a new technique or a new breath prayer or uh, something that you receive today that's that reminds you of this miraculous story of Christmas and why we have these decorated trees and we give gifts to one another it's really the love and the hope and the joy of Jesus Christ so I thank you so much for joining me through this three-part series. 
I do hope that you call all three of them. They're amazing in their individual right, but together just diving deeper into the promises and the characteristics and the truths of God. So I pray that you would have hope this season and not just this season, but going into the new year. I pray that you would have peace and I pray that you would have joy. I pray that you would leave 2018 in 2018, that you would close this year with a lightness and a freedom, um, forgiveness, because, you know, unforgiveness is legal grounds for the devil to torture us. So I want to make sure that you have no bitterness, you have no unforgiveness, that you shut the door on any uh, sexual sin, any sin that uh, just needs to be washed clean that you would allow God to come in and wash you white as snow and that you would go into the new year, not just the new year, but your new season, your brand new chapter, your brand new book, that you would go into 2019 with the lightness, the hope, the peace, the joy, and above all, the love of Christ. I love you. And I'm so honored that you would listen to me for 26 minutes <laughs> as we uh, dive into Christ. And I can't wait to do it again. And I hope you enjoyed this series. And I would love to hear from you if it touched you, blessed you, or if you have a praise report that you want to share that God has been doing or just that prayer request that you would like to come into agreement with somebody for what God is calling you into. We would love to pray for you. So you can contact me at michelle at yogafaith.org any time. Love you, praying for you, and let's go glow in the dark together. We praise you, Father God, for allowing us to be the light of the world through your joy, the joy that is our strength. We thank you for a revival. We praise you for a renewing, a renewing of our mind, a renewing of our heart, a renewing and revival in our families, in our marriages. Um, we praise you for what you have in store, Father God. We are just receiving all of your miracles that are so great. We thank you for the anointing in our palms, in our feet, where we lay the soles of our feet. And what we have touched with the palms of our hands is anointed, is prospering, is ground and things and items and people that we claim in your precious name. We praise you for bondages being broken, for addictions and, and illnesses being broken in the name of Jesus. We send you, Holy Spirit, to those places that need to be healed, that need your fresh, pure oxygen. As you hovered over our nostrils to begin with, we are saying hover over those nostrils that need that pure oxygen, that need the Holy Spirit high more than any other high, that they will not need any substance or any substance to sustain them. No, they will realize that the Holy Ghost is the best high and that they need nothing else, Father God. We are content with you. We praise you for that healing, that healing breath, that healing oxygen flowing through every cell, every fiber, every ligament, every tendon. We thank you, Father God, that everything is functioning in its perfection. Every disease, every disease cell, everything that comes 
from disease or illness or any cell or any organ that is not functioning to its proper function. We call it healed in the name of Jesus, but life force, oxygen is flowing with the breath, with the love, with the healing of Christ, with the healing blood of Jesus. And we praise you for that right now. In the name of Jesus, we enter into a new season. We enter into a new grace and new miracles in 2019, Father God, we leave the past. You have created us to be new and whole, and we receive that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Anoint us, Father God. Give us a fresh outpouring, a fresh boldness for you, Father God, that we would lead others to you, that we would point the way to heaven without even having to open our mouths. Hallelujah. We praise you for causing us to be victorious over the face of our defeated enemies, that we start using our weapons of our warfare, our spiritual weapons. We lay down our earthly weapons. We realize how to war right and peacefully and with your grace and your strength and we call forth these mighty weapons that are in the spiritual realm and we call forth the word of God and the sword of the spirit to do the work for us and father God help us to realize that all we need to do is stand still we won't have to lift a finger you've got this and we rest in you we trust in you just in resting angel in our most vulnerable restful posture it's a posture of trust it's a posture of trust that we stop in our own strength in our own flesh and we rely on you and your spirit and your spiritual weapons Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God, that you cause us to be victorious. You give us everything we need. And we praise you in Jesus' mighty and holy name. Amen. Would you do me an awesome privilege and honor if for some reason you have gotten this far and you still question your eternity? I want to pray what would be your most important prayer of your entire life, if you would allow me that huge opportunity and honor today. You can repeat these words after me, and this way you will have no question where you're spending eternity. Just say this, Dear Heavenly Father, I accept you into my heart. I ask that you would forgive me of all of my sins, and I thank you for washing me clean and pure as snow. Today, I recognize you as the Lord of my life, and I'll strive to serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Oh my gosh, if you prayed that for the first time, I have to hear from you and just know that the angels are rejoicing, and I am too. I am too. So thank you so much again. Be blessed. I love you. If I don't meet you here on earth, I will meet you on the other side of heaven in eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Merry Christmas.